of me. Now I guess no peace I'll find till I get her out of my mind. That'd be okay, but she took my heart and gave it back all broke apart. Birds were singing in the sunny, the leaves are budding, the hard wishes that I'm as the man can be. Springtime love, the old sunny. I met a man in South Indy, lived alone among trees, and the folks who kept part, they said I'll start with a broken heart. And that man can't see me if I regain my sanity, up to my heart. Shut up that way it can't get off the dark Birds are singing in the old sunny When it's a bright little heart with you But I need slabs and make a beat And take my little sunny She said we'll meet again someday And then it will be okay But I just can't wait that long So I sat down and wrote this song Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, a show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit, as usual, coming at you Friday mornings, 10 to 10.30. Uh, as you may have noticed, I am not Ord Energy Man. He is out of town this week, and so I'll be flying solo today, but we've got plenty of happenings and plenty of news to keep us energized, so we'll hold on the fort while he's away. that we woke up with today was Springtime Love in the Old Shawnee and that's a old Robert Hoyt classic and I played that one because it's springtime and I'm very happy and excited about the coming of spring so speaking of the coming of spring it's a pretty busy time in town and in all of southern Illinois so we have some happenings for you the first happening is one that actually Paul from Light on the Law just mentioned but I'd like to reiterate it for those of you just tuning in, because it's pretty big stuff. A CIA expert to visit a local Carbondale bookstore. Alfred McCoy, 
a professor of history at the University of Wisconsin, will be holding a book signing at Rosetta Stone Bookstore on Tuesday, April 3rd from 4.30 to 6 o'clock p.m. Copies of his book, A Question of Torture, The Politics of Heron, and the Lives at the Margins, will be available for purchase and signing. Rosetta Stone Bookstore is located at 214 West Freeman Street in the Campus Shopping Center in Carbondale. McCoy will also speak briefly about his recent work on the CIA and psychological torture. This event is free and open to the public. Light refreshments will be served. If you're unable to attend, they can, have, they can set aside a book for you to sign when he gets there. For more information, you can contact Rosetta Stone Bookstore at 618-457-5410. And then actually following that event is an event with the same guy. <laughs> he does a book signing and then he goes over and gives an extended talk about the history of CIA psychological torture. That event is also on Tuesday, April 3rd, but it's at 7 p.m. at the Law School Auditorium on the SIUC campus. We've got the tail end of the Energy Film Fest. We've been talking about this for a couple weeks now because, well, it's exciting to have an Energy Film Fest going on here in Southern Illinois. So the last event on the calendar is uh, tonight at 7 p.m. at the Long Branch Coffee House, which is 100 East Jackson Street in Carbondale, is the film Kilowatt Hours. It's a film about energy issues, renewable energy, not-so-renewable energy, and all of the related human and ecological issues therein. Once again, that is 7 p.m. tonight at the Long Branch Coffee House, 100 East Jackson Street in Carbondale. other happenings. Habitat for Humanity. There is a musical benefit for Habitat for Humanity in Jackson and Union County. On this coming Saturday, March 31st, that's tomorrow, at 7 p.m. at the Liberty Theater in Murfreesboro. The theater is in the middle of downtown on Walnut Street, which is the main street through Murfreesboro. A place to park would be behind the Regions Bank next door. The show will have novelty music by Dave and Eileen Oxier 
Americana by Bone Dry River Band, and Blues by Loose Gravel. They're asking for a donation of $10 at the door to go towards the benefit of Habitat for Humanity. And in other happenings, I've got to mention this one, even though it doesn't fall into our usual political, ecological happenings. Games people play. The 20th annual Egyptian campaign will take place Friday, March 30th at noon through midnight Sunday, April 1st, throughout the SIU Student Center. The Egyptian campaign offers opportunities to play what are commonly called strategic games. Everything from card games like magic and spades to fantasy role-playing games like the classic Dungeons and Dragons. The event is enormous. It doesn't provide much time for sleep. The campaign runs for 32 hours, and the list of events is 16 pages long. It averages between two and 500 participants, but sometimes can drift to as many as 700 people from six or more states, according to Scott Thorne, owner of Castle Perilous Books and Games in Carbondale. So once again, that's this weekend, starting today at noon through midnight on Sunday. And that's throughout the SIU Student Center on campus in Carbondale. So lots of fun and exciting games going on. I've got to read this one because I am actually actually made it out to the spot they're talking about. Treasures of Little Egypt. Green Earth, a local conservation organization, will host a spring wildflower walk this coming Saturday, tomorrow, at the Chautauqua Bottoms Woodland at 10 o'clock a.m. Those wishing to attend should meet at the Freeman Street Trailhead and plan to spend an hour or two strolling through the woods to see what native wildflowers grow upon the site. You can bring wildflower field guides and be sure to wear appropriate clothing and footwear. Green Earth will provide refreshments. You can call the Green Earth Executive Director, Stephanie Eichholz, at 618-201-3774 for more information. And it's a beautiful little spot. Actually, not so little spot, considering especially how close it is to a uh, big populated area. So it's a good little spot and a good way to celebrate spring.
And now it's almost time for the news, but uh, I listened to some of Light on the Law this morning, and as usual, it was entertaining, informative, and uh, thought-provoking. And I have a little song I'd like to send out to the, the Bush administration, to Mr. Bush and all of his friends in the administration. It's another Robert Hoyt song from the same album, and it's called Your Rules. I send this out to him and to all the people working to do good work under the presence of such an administration. Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Now, after some rousing music there, we're going to listen to some news. And our first story today is about, you guessed it, global warming. Dun, dun, dun. And then there were nine. Rise in sea level could affect one in ten people worldwide. If you currently live in Colorado, Nebraska, or South Dakota, you can stop reading this story now. But if you are one of the 634 million people worldwide living in a coastal zone, be advised. You may be in deep trouble. 
I think there's a little pun there, deep trouble. New research using population models and NASA satellite data estimates that one in 10 people in the world, some 75% of them in Asia, live in coastal regions that will be at risk of being affected by flooding and intense storms brought on by global warming. The low-lying coastal areas, defined as less than 33 feet above sea level, are found in more than 180 countries and include some 70% of the world's large cities, notably New York City, Tokyo, Mumbai, India, Shanghai, China. On the fortuitous flip side of this news, a new Google mapping interface called Flood Maps allows users to get a jump on waterfront property speculation. So build that beach house now in Ohio. Straight to the source, the Sydney Morning Herald, Reuters Associated Press, 28th of March, 2007. other news, it seems we've stood and talked like this before. Climate change could make some climate zones disappear and worsen asthma. It's been a while since we've done a probable effects of climate change story and we'd hate to leave you hanging. So according to a study in the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, climate change could reinvent the world's climate zones by 2100, which feels closer all the time, doesn't it? New climate zones could be could emerge, leading, for instance, to more forest fires in a hot, dry Amazon, and some current polar and mountain zones could disappear entirely. Quote, the species that live in these climates really have nowhere to go as the system changes, said lead author Jack Williams of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Too remote and crittery for you? Try this one on for size. The longer growing season and increased pollen tied to warming could worsen asthma and allergies. Quote, warming is touted as good for agriculture, but weeds may be reacting disproportionately fast, said Paul Epstein of Harvard Medical School. Quote, this is an issue with great importance for human health and agricultural yield. Straight to the source, The Guardian, Planet Arc, Reuters, 26th of March, 2007. other news, it just gets in the way. U.S. Interior considering revamping of the Endangered Species Act, a draft shows. Last week, a U.S. Interior Department memo quietly changed where endangered species are protected. Now it seems the feds have been giving the Endangered Species Act an even broader rethink. 
A leaked draft shows that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has toyed with shifting significant ESA powers to states and allowing activities that imperil species if they don't, quote, hasten the rate of extinction. It may also change the ESA time frame. Species are now eligible if they face extinction in, quote, the foreseeable future, but that could be cut to 20 years or 10 generations. Quote, it's a radical weakening of the Endangered Species Act, says Daniel Patterson of Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility. And Kieran Suckling of the Center for Biological Diversity calls it, quote, a rewrite from top to bottom that makes recovery of species impossible. While fish and wildlife spokes, folks insist plans are still evolving, an anonymous federal employee said that many staffers think that the draft is daft. Straight to the source, Salong, CBS Associated Press, 27th of March, 2007. Grandma muses. Castro breaks editorial silence to berate U.S. over biofuels policy. Say you're a legendary communist leader sidelined by a secret illness. You're eager to break your months-long silence with an editorial, and you're looking for just the right topic. Do you choose your prognosis? Your island nation's health? Heck no. If you're Fidel Castro, you choose the U.S. infatuation with biofuels. An article printed this week in the Communist Party Daily Granma, not to be confused with the weekly Granpa, hints at Castro's views on ethanol and economics under the headline, quote, more than three billion people of the world condemned to premature death by hunger and thirst. The recovering revolutionary says he's been, quote, meditating quite a bit since President Bush's meetings with North American automobile makers. And he slams the, quote, sinister idea of converting food into combustibles. Instead, he says, countries should follow Cuba's lead and switch to compact fluorescent light bulbs. That, he says, would, quote, give climate change a break without starving the poor masses of the world. Straight to the source, San Francisco Chronicle, BBC News, Associated Press, 29th of March, 2007. other news, as the world burns. House hearing addresses missing oil and gas royalties. The steamiest soap opera in D.C. continues this week with a house hearing on $1 billion in uncollected oil and gas royalties. A cast of star-crossed witnesses testified to the National Resources Committee about the forbidden love between the Mineral Management Service and Big Oil. Handsome leading man Bobby Maxwell 
an auditor turned whistleblower, said he was told, quote, not to bother the oil companies. <laughs> Supporting actor and ex-auditor Kevin Gambrell said he'd be, he had been blocked from collecting royalties owed to Native American tribes. A dashing U.S. Interior Assistant Secretary, C. Stephen Allred, rose to his employer's defense, saying the feds are collecting the fees properly and have formed a panel to review the process. Quote, at best, the performance might be described as slipshod, but some argue it is something more sinister, said Committee Chair Representative Nick Rahal. Quote, it does not appear that we're getting ripped off, at which point he ripped off his shirt, only to reveal, well, sorry fans, you'll have to tune in next week. Straight to the source, the New York Times, the Houston Chronicle, 28th of March, 2007. like we have time for one last news story. Outback Dark House, Sydney, Australia, to put the lights out for climate change. Last month, Australian officials announced that traditional incandescent light bulbs would be phased out by 2010 and replaced by compact fluorescents and other efficient lighting technologies. But Sydney is getting a jump on the energy conservation action. This Saturday, bulbs across the city will be going dark for one hour. More than 30,000 Sydney households and 1,000 businesses have pledged to turn off their lights at 7.30 p.m. to raise awareness about global warming. Quote, the first commitment is lights off for an hour. And as we go forward, we're looking to try and set ourselves a target of reducing emissions by 5% over the next year, says spokesperson Andy Ridley of the World Wildlife Fund, which has been planning the Earth Hour for 10 months. If all goes well, the only lights left illuminated will be those associated with public safety. Even McDonald's is on board, Ridley said, with plans to turn off its golden arches signs. Ah, we're loving it. Straight to the source, International Herald Tribune, Associated Press, 24th of March, 2007. <laughs> It has once again been an adventurous, exciting, and informative Your Community Spirit. If you'd like to send us any happenings or any news, you can contact me, Treesong. My email address, hopefully easy to remember, is treesong at treesong.org. So we'll be back again next week, hopefully with Orr back at the board. In the meantime, there's some wonderful spring weather out there, so be sure to get out there and enjoy it. I hope you have a good one. Thank <laughs> you.